0: podcast is brought to you by these
1: cool dudes (laughs) hey everybody welcome to another episode of the red beard podcast it's friday and you know what's up with friday you get to listen to your boy cooley and his buddy tony uh today is no different uh we actually went ahead and interviewed independent film actor tracy birdsall of the upcoming rogue warrior robot fighter uh she's also starring in a film called who's jenna which is going to be coming out about the same time uh and later on uh, actually next year i think beginning of next year she said uh there's going to be another movie called at the edge of time which is a time travel science fiction uh film by the same director as rogue warrior robot fighter neil johnson so without further ado we're going to jump right into it here we go boom tracy hey how are you Wow, let's a, let's adjust this camera so you can actually see who you're talking to and not just my my
2: shirt I can see the
0: cheek. <laughs> there we go.
2: I've been awake like ten minutes, guys. So it's
0: yeah, like... same here. So I'm glad we're
1: on the same page with your, that. <laughs> your hair is amazing for being awake for ten minutes. That's I, I'm sorry. That's that's a that's a very uh, that's that's awesome. <laughs>
2: As actresses have some, you know, some quick morning routines we can do. (laughs) All
1: right. All right. So you didn't just like pop out of bed like that, right?
2: I popped out of bed 10 minutes ago.
1: (laughs) Just jumped around. That's all I say. You know, yeah. (laughs) So So, uh, Tracy, welcome to the Red Beard Podcast. My name is Cooley and this is Tony. How's it going?
2: It's going really good. It's going really good. Yeah.
1: Nice. Uh, so you're promoting a new movie uh, that, that you've uh, just wrapped uh, post-production on. Is that right?
2: Yeah, we're just finishing it up. Yeah, it'll be out very soon. I'm very excited.
1: All right. Uh, Rogue Warrior Robot Fighter.
2: That's right. Well said.
1: Tell us what it's about.
2: <laughs> it's about the takeover of the world by artificial intelligence. And um, so it's kind of like an end of days type movie. And it's not just this world, but it's other worlds too. And so um, my character is like really stubborn and, you know, she kind of just isn't going to take what's going on. And so she kind of organizes this team to, to go after it. She's really crafty and really smart and really... Um really good. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's it's a very, very fun movie. It's it's character driven science fiction. So there's huge arcs in the characters that, that you'll see, which was really fun. Um it's a lot of action, a lot of um ass kicking if I can say that, a lot of explosions, a lot of um yeah, it's just it's a great movie. I'm covered in dirt for like three months straight.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> um so so I had I had Done a little reading on it, and and I saw an article that said that this is actually going to tie into a TV show as well. Is that something that you're involved in?
2: It is. It is. Well, because at first we made the movie, and then we got approached by actually three different companies who want to turn it into a TV series, and then somebody else who wanted to do a film series off of it. You know, the other production people. And it was like at first we're like, okay, this is great, and then it was like we're still in post production. Let us finish the project. And show you just how epic it is, and then we'll make our decision as to which direction we're going to go. But it's definitely not the end of the movie. Yeah.
1: Nice. So, so do we have any uh, idea of like what's going to happen with the uh, with the TV show going forward, or is it still kind of in limbo right now?
2: Well, I have an idea, but I can't say it publicly. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. That's fair.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's because when you're when you're talking to multiple parties, like I know the direction that it's going, and I know where the characters are going, and all those things. Because I've been told that, but. And I know I'm part of it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I can't tell you who with and stuff yet or or exactly when, but I know that it's coming soon.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So we don't, one of the things that you can't tell me is what channel I'd be able to catch it on. Right.
2: I can't. I okay. Can't. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where would we be able to watch the movie that you that you're uh, you're promoting right now, uh, Robot Fighter?
2: It'll be done. Um, the, it'll be premiering like August, and it'll be out in September. So it'll be it'll have a it'll have a theatrical re- release in September, and then it'll go wide. So it'll be done end of July, beginning of August, and then we have some premieres we have to do, and then from there it'll get released.
1: Okay. So the uh, director's uh, Neil Johnson, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, he's a uh, th- this guy is somebody who, if the listeners don't know, uh, has been you know related to George Lucas like in in ways where like George Lucas actually has given him credit for being one of the first people to mm-hmm. film an entire movie in digital uh, format. Uh, he was derided by the community uh, for doing it, but then George Lucas came out when he was doing uh, what was it uh, episode two, I believe. Right. Uh, and was just like, hey, you know, this guy's guy's awesome. He's a visionary. Anyway, I guess what I'm getting at is I'd like to know, what was it like to work with Neil Johnson?
2: Yeah, I'd like to compare him to George Lucas and Peter Jackson because he absolutely tortured me. (laughs) 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 Between the reshoots and the new scenes, and I mean, it's like the movie wrapped, but we were still shooting just over and over, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we need this here, and we need that there. So this movie's the first movie that I would say... That he's done, even though all of his movies are great, but this is going to be his most epic film. It was just the time and the effort and the energy that he put into it. And he's a thinking man. I mean, the guy's head is, he's way ahead of the rest of us. I'm a bright girl, but it's like, he'd explained to me what, what we are going to be doing and I'd ha- I couldn't get my head wrapped around it. You know, he's, he's very into <laughs> science himself, not just science fiction. And so he could see these big ideas. And um, it's, it's pretty amazing what he's done with this movie is pretty amazing to work with
0: them now what were some of the locations that you actually had to shoot on i mean because that must have been pretty cool i mean the the just from watching kind of like the the teaser trailer and some of the other stuff it seems like you guys had some really great locations so i mean what was that like
2: the locations were amazing and since i grew up a science fiction fan right. when you get to those locations and you know what your character's going through You're just like, you're rocking it. You're just living it. And it's just so, so exciting. You're amped, you know? And and it helps you be able to do the physicality of them because the physicality in this film was really trying, even for somebody like me who works out constantly. Mm -hmm. I was eating thousands and thousands of calories a day, and we're drinking tons of water, and nobody's peeing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're like, where am I going to go to the bathroom? Oh, yeah, I don't have to go to the bathroom. I'm in the desert running.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, so, uh, now, your character, um, it, I mean, it seems like I've, I've read a couple interviews, um, you know, and some, some other articles about, um, you know, the character itself. I mean, would you compare, I mean, being somebody who's into science fiction, and I'm sure you've watched a ton of movies, what exactly would you compare this character to for people that don't know anything about, um, you know, Rogue Warrior, and want to know kind of like where your character's mindset is coming from? Like, what, uh, who could you compare that her to?
2: You know... You've, you've got all the major heroines that are science, you know, from the science fiction films everywhere from Alien to all these other ones. But I like to think that this is going to be something where people are going to compare characters to my character in this because I haven't seen anything right. like what right. my character was and what she had to do. So I'd rather flip that around and say, oh, this is something they're going to model characters after in the future. You know, nice. of course. Nice. Yeah, of course, like Terminator and stuff. I mean, of course, all of these movies inspired me as a woman and are part of why I am who I am. But I really think that um, that this character's journey is so in depth and so huge that it's it's something that other people are going to compare to.
0: That was actually kind of a trick question. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> ah, so. See, it's morning. I just woke up. So,
0: <laughs> the, um, so so
1: you've done. I mean, you've done movies like uh, you know TikTok and. Um, you know who's Jenna, uh, but is this really like your first epic sci-fi movie that you're in? Like, like this type of movie?
2: You know, it's it's my and who's Jenna's coming out about the same time as this too, which is kind of cool because they're like total flip characters from each other. On a side note, right? But right. Um, it's actually the second, but mm-hmm. the first one that I did is still in post production. And it'll be out after this one, and that's called "At the Edge of Time," and that was Mm -hmm. the first time that I'd worked on camera with Neil Johnson. And so, and then that one, I'm kind of like a general of her own army that's a terrorist. I mean, it's kind of she believes what she's doing is right, but what an amazing character that is. But we decided to post this one first. All right. The second time I've done it, but it was um, I was already kind of kind of worked into the to the characters and stuff like that.
1: So you said. said, At the edge of time, time, your character's a terrorist?
2: Well, she's a good terrorist. I mean, she believes in what she's doing, but really what she's doing, she's trying to to take down this guy who has a messiah complex. It's a time travel movie. And um, so she believes in what she's doing, and she believes he needs to be stopped because he has a messiah complex, and he's going back in time in order to change, rewrite history. But when you watch her, you know, it's just like, I guess, terrorists today, when you watch her, you're like, you can't do that. Right. Right. (laughs) Especially a woman, you know, so that was a really, that was a really badass role, too. Mm -hmm.
1: So, so so you both like you and the guy that you're going after, both of you in your own way, believe that what you're doing is right.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: That's going to be an interesting dynamic, though, huh?
2: Yeah, it, it's it's a very it's a very deep script. Yeah, it's a very deep script.
1: And we can look forward to that, like at the end of the year, or
2: no, I'd say the beginning of next year.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Cool.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. something I'd definitely be interested in seeing. That sounds like a really cool idea. So um, that's
2: one of the,
0: the one, the, one
1: of
2: the ten years <laughs> of thinking.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Wow. That was <laughs> um, one <laughs> of the questions I had for you was um, obviously you know we've kind of brought up uh, who's Jenna which as I was kind of doing research on um, you know, Rogue Warrior and reading about that, I came across, you know, who's Jenna, which we've kind of already talked about a little bit. Um and obviously um you know that movie is very different than what you're doing uh, now, so how did you kind of come into who's Jenna and that that is just a very different character because everybody knows who Jenna Jameson is, and it's like you know if if you're gonna be playing a a, a Jenna Jameson look alike I mean that's kind of um, a challenge. so can you talk about what your experience was with that
2: you know it's I love raunchy guy comedy right this is definitely raunchy guy comedy. But I just play a doppelganger of her in this. And yeah. Bill Sorvino, who I play opposite in this film, his best friend, Andy, played by Joe D'Onofrio. I mean, they're like the total Sopranos, Goodfellas cast in me, right? And he <laughs> thinks that I look like this famous porn star. And it just goes on and on, the jokes and the... Uh, I mean the humor and the the writing in this thing is brilliant, and I'm actually an, an attorney in this film. I'm actually becoming partner in a law firm, and but but luckily, I mean it's, it's a spirally movie. It's really hard to to explain, but it just kind of it's raunchy guy comedy at its best. And what's funny is is I went to the premiere of that in New York just a couple of weeks ago, and when I watch a movie, I don't really think of the character as me because that was a somebody somebody else's life that I was living. Right. I remember I'm watching it and. And the comedy, the timing in this thing is so good. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing, the dialogue. Like, I'm thinking to myself, how did she do that? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's my character.
0: (laughs) It's it's quite funny. And, uh, when I watched the trailer, uh, when I watched the trailer last night, uh, for second time, third time, I was kind of noticing, you know, there are a lot of actors that I've seen before, you know, that are, that are in this movie and, um, randomly one of the guys that I, that I noticed, and I'm not sure if you had set time with him was, uh, he's a comedian, uh, Vic DiBiteto. He's kind of had like that YouTube thing about the bread and milk. I'm not sure if you, if you know what I'm talking about, but, um, did you have any, and i yeah.
2: I've seen his stuff but he was actually he was in um, I think one scene it was it was yeah. it was a he yeah, was a cameo day and I wasn't there for the cameo day but I did okay. meet him at the premiere okay,
0: yeah. okay. <laughs>
2: yeah he came up to me at the premiere so yeah
0: no it was, just, it was just interesting I didn't expect to see him I was like oh it's the guy from you know but it seems like the perfect character for him in that scene so <laughs>
2: <laughs> everybody in both films. You would recognize from so many things, and everybody in both films were such good actors. So it was kind of a dream year for me working on those things. I had a couple of films I did besides that this year too, but I mean it's just those those two, you know, that I had the lead female role in. I actually shot those. I only had one week off in between. So I had to prepare for the second one before the first one, and then take a week off and identify the so I spent all year preparing on working on these films. <laughs>
0: right right now did did you um do you find that you you know working out for these is a challenge I mean working out in general is a challenge but I mean especially for rogue warrior I mean have did you have to (laughs) was being on set enough of a workout or did you have to like do anything in preparation for this
2: well I always work out and Mm -hmm. I always and I fight train Mm -hmm. so let
0: me look at her Oh right, right. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right. (laughs) But I some people, you know, before a role where they're going to be very active, they better shape than (laughs) me, right. Well, in some roles, you know, you gotta like you amp it up. You're like, oh, I'm going to be going hardcore in this movie. Like, let's go, you know. So I wasn't sure if you had to like take it to the next level to get yourself psyched up for this, you know.
2: I got myself pretty ripped for it. I did work out a little harder, but mostly what I did is I tried to put on a few pounds, right? Because I knew that my endurance otherwise that I that I'd run out. just because especially the stuff out in the desert and things like that. So I probably was maybe five pounds heavier when I shot that film on purpose. You know, I put on muscle.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't want to have, like, scene one ready, and then you just pass out. (laughs) (laughs) Face down in the sand. I
2: will tell you, but you know what was hard was – not only, you know, all that all those things, but also, like, if you look at my boots in it. Like, I had on these big, high-heeled boots. So, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But I never thought about doing it in these big old New Rock boots, you know? <laughs> 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 and now, they fill up with sand and, you know.
0: <laughs> no, here's a, here's a question for you because uh, uh, I'm, I'm also an actor. And for me, um, whenever I'm on set or I'm doing anything, um, I feel that um, – Especially with my characters, I actually really become the character as soon as I get into that costume. And for you, I feel like you know Rogue Warrior. She's probably got some real badass costumes. So as soon as you put those on, I mean, were you like, "All right, we're doing this"? Like I feel this now. Or was I mean, it's just uh, an interesting situation.
2: You know, I start I start morphing into that character way in preparation. And one of the things I do with films, because I live the characters too, is that I. I decide their quirks. They all walk a little different. They all do something a little different. So then, the you know, when I wake up that morning, I wake up as that person, and I put on those boots. Yeah, I feel like that person. But then I get to the location, and it's just it's just there. Yeah. You know, so it all feeds in. It's all part of it. But it's more of what's up in my mind long before I put the boots on. Right. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Did you, um, what location specifically did you film at? There were, I know there were a couple, but I mean, obviously a lot of sand. It was in the desert. Where specifically was that? Yuma. Okay. Was out.
2: Yeah. Yuma. And, um, Trona Pinnacles, Mojave Desert. Um, I mean, there's like Salton Sea. I don't know if you know the Salton Sea, all the mountains out there. I mean, we were all over the place. The talc <laughs> mines. I mean, we were all over the place.
0: Nice. I, one of the things I did realize, too, is that um, just from the trailer, from what I could see, there's a, there was a, a good amount of CGI. Um, so location is definitely important. Um, but how much CGI was there compared to actual location footage? Because I know with sci-fi, you know, CGI is sometimes necessary.
2: It's necessary, but Neil, again, going all Peter Jackson on me,
0: <laughs> right. this, particular,
2: this particular film, he wanted to be as real as possible. Right. So the majority of it is real. Yes, there's special effects and this, that, and the other thing, but if there was a way to do something real, we did it. There was, I mean, very little green screen, very, very little, because he did a couple of movies that were straight green screen before that. So he's like, well, there's no fun in it. And that I actually like green screen, you know. But but this movie was almost all real, and in the, you know, of course, there's effects put in later. But anything we could do real, we did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So, Tracy, got a question yes. for you. <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard this. <laughs> it's,
2: a, it's a trick question. It sounds like a trick question. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not a trick question. I mean, I'm sure
1: you've heard this a lot, though, uh, because you know, like it's definitely in a lot of the stuff that we read about you. Uh, my mother-in-law is a huge YNR fan? Ah. and you got the chance to work on Young and the Restless. What was that experience like? Because I would like to be able to, you know, let her hear a little bit about that.
2: Hi, mom. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I did soap. I did soap a long time ago. I was on Loving for a long time, so it was kind of more the same. I mean, but Young and the Restless was great because, of course, the actors are really good and everybody's really seasoned. Um, but what's interesting about working on a soap? That you don't get that same experience in, in filmmaking and stuff like that is that you literally walk on set, everything's already mic'd. I mean, the, everything's in the sets. You walk in, you do it once, you know? Right. <laughs> 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 so there's no screwing up, and so. Like, you just know your stuff. You go out and you do it. You decide how you're going to do it. The director doesn't tell you what they want until right before you do it. (laughs) And then it's over. So, you know, in some ways, like, soap is so much fun. And, of course, it pays well and stuff like that. But in other ways, it's like, I don't know, it's like there's there's um, there's not a lot of creative process in it, you know. And, And that's why people feel like they know soap stars so well. Is because they're watching them be themselves, and they do make mistakes. And when they do make mistakes, it's usually in the footage, and you know, so they kind of always feel like they really know them. And it, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to want to know this, okay? Because I, I, she's she raves about this guy, uh, and this is the only reason why I know his name because I don't watch YNR. But uh, <laughs> she's uh, she's a big Josh Morrow fan. Does that? Did I say that right? Or You yeah,
2: Did you did and, and I and I know who he is. I just I just. Did
1: you get to I meet have,
2: him? I didn't work with him at all.
1: Oh okay. All right.
2: Yeah, I worked mostly with Tucker McCall.
1: Who is it, Tucker McCall?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, I know yeah. who he is. Yeah.
0: Nice. So uh, I I do have another question for you as far as um acting goes because I think this is uh, this is interesting. Um, first of all, have you ever done any theater before? We're breaking up. Do you, I'm not sure. Did you lose me? I
2: grew up. You weren't. I didn't, I didn't hear a whole bunch of that before. But yeah.
0: All right. I'll start, <laughs> I'm going to start over. <laughs> OK, so, um, you know, being an actress, you know, you have probably had, uh, an, you know, the opportunity to do film um, and theater. Now, did, have you done a lot of theater at all? Do you do you enjoy theater at all? If you've done it?
2: I loved theater. Growing up, I, I did a lot of theater. Mm-hmm. I sang in church. I did musical theater and theater. I mean, I loved performing. I was a dancer on stage since I was, you know, teeny tiny, you know, so I loved singing and dancing and I loved theater. Um, I always wanted to be an actress, but my parents didn't think I had to do that. They're like, oh, use your brain, you know, so I, I tried, <laughs> you right. know, but it's like, I, to me, that's what I am, you know, I always was. So theater was my outlet growing up. I mean, I think I did Sound of Music 20-some times, you know, every time it came around, I just played a different character, you know, and Fiddler on the Roof, and also, so yeah, I loved theater. As I, when I hit 15, I did my first union job, and um, I haven't done theater since I was probably 17, something like that. Now, I would love to, and I actually got cast in a local film at Malibu Playhouse that I was gonna do, but the director and the writer got in a fight when we were in rehearsals and of course they cancelled the production. So I didn't do <laughs> That's it. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> Great. <laughs> it was a
2: yelling, screaming, like horrible fight and all the actors are on stage. But um, so no I haven't done theater since but it's mostly a time issue. Mm-hmm. Like I just, my my life is so busy. I haven't auditioned in years, and um, I'm always choosing between projects. And I love that, you know. It's like I choose the ones where my character is the greatest journey, and where I think that the film is the most marketable, and where well, it's going to be fun to play that character and bring it to life. You
0: know. Yeah, I mean, definitely, and that and that's kind of one of the, the 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 questions, the reasons I was asking you that question is because I feel like with theater, you know, you you start and then you end. When you you get into rehearsals, you're usually breaking everything apart by scenes, and then when you actually put the whole production up on stage, you go from beginning to end. So it's easier, I think, in a sense. It can be still challenging, but I think it's easier for the character to just go, you know, to to you start right from the beginning, and there's that arc, and you know exactly where you're going to end. Whereas with film. Um, You know exactly the storyline, but at the same time, they choose what scene you're gonna shoot on what day. So you have to be prepared to go in there, and if you're in the middle where your emotion is at the highest, you have to bring that. So do you feel like, do you enjoy that, you know, that kind of uh, sporadic, let's do this scene, or do you like kind of like a straight through, like from start to finish?
2: I actually like it being all mixed up, and I have a method that I use that I don't know if anybody else does it, it's just what I do. Where when I'm deciding who my character is months before you ever start production, and I also go through and I pinpoint where they're at emotionally Mm -hmm. and what they're feeling, what they know at that time. Because you have to take out of your mind what's happening next because you don't know yet. And so I sit there and I figure out exactly where they're at. And then I assign it a color. So I have color codes in the script for everything and where I'm at. Emotionally, and what and what they know and don't know, and what their relationships are like, and so right before I shoot those scenes, I'll read that through and just put myself there. The other thing I like better about film than than um, theater is theater. The director has a lot bigger idea on what it is that you ought to be. In film, you can create what you want that character to be, and the director will move you if that's not where they want you. So it's almost like you kind of have so much more say. And usually, directors go along with your ideas because it. You've put so much thought into it, and every now and then they'll move you around. But in theater, you know, it's so much more presentational, and they're right. telling you exactly how they want you to do it. And there's very, you know, there's very little movement you can do with it. And to me, the creation part of who the of who the character is 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 such an exciting part to me. You know.
0: Now, d- did Neil Johnson actually allow you um, to? Uh, have I mean obviously there you had input on your character and 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 stuff like that but sometimes when I've been on set I'll have an idea and I'll bring it to the director and he's like oh yeah that's cool let's switch that around like did you have any you know impact on the writing to change things or was it just you had an idea or he was very strict on what he wanted and didn't want you to change anything?
2: You know I, I I'll talk about all the characters not just my character I mean we all brought something that that wasn't there before. And um, I think that's where so many of the additional scenes were. It's like, okay, well, because you've had such good actors on the film. You know, Daz Crawford, William Kircher, Stephen Manley. I mean, you had these really well-trained actors. And so we all brought in so much that then he had to add things in order to make it flow better. But it's definitely better because of working with talent like that. He pretty much let us bring what we want, but there were quite a few times that I saw him bring people back. Right. You know, because 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 of the flow of the film, so he would only do it if he had to do it in order to to make the story make sense. Besides mm-hmm. that, he kind of let us all have a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it kept you it kept you guys away from going on tangents. Yeah, nice. so well,
2: and that's exactly what great actors do. I mean, to to every actor that's extremely well trained, their role is the most important role, which mm-hmm. doesn't work once you get a whole group of actors <laughs> right. that are doing that. So he was very careful to bring things back and get it right into the tone. And of course, you know, you get bummed out when you don't get to have that moment that you dreamed of, you know, but there's plenty of other moments. So
1: he's, <laughs> he's
2: a very good director. He's thinking about the end product every step of the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a dream project that you want to work on?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, you know, it's funny because I always do these films and, and I know that I get hired because of my talent. I know that part of why... I'm I book is because I keep myself in such good shape and because of my look. But I'd love to play something that was only about my talent, something mm-hmm. where they kind of mess you up a little
0: bit. You know,
2: it's like,
1: are you like, talking
0: red, like a dark- like monster? I was just gonna say Charlie yeah. Staring and Monster. Yeah, 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 definitely.
2: Something where where your talent was the only thing that. the the critics base their opinion on i just think that would be so cool but to be honest all these projects are dream projects i mean i'm a really lucky girl Mm
1: -hmm. how about a director that you want to work with
0: peter jackson
2: (laughs) 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 i've been working with him (laughs) jackson i mean you know alive or dead i mean the stanley kubrick's you know the Oliver Stone's, you know what I mean? I mean, George Lucas, I mean, whether they're doing it or not, whenever you see a work, a piece, a project that they do, you're like, oh my God, that everything you do is brilliant, you know? So, but yeah, I'm, I'm feel so fortunate to be working with Neil Johnson because he's a director that I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. That I got to work with, you know. So there's, of course, tons of them out there, but they're the greats. Yeah.
1: yeah, when when George Lucas is calling you a visionary, you've pretty much made it as as a legend, you know. Like you're <laughs> yeah. you're there. So so you definitely are working with one of the greats. Um, what what about an actor or actress that you are uh, you know itching to work with as as a, a, a partner on screen?
2: You know, I would have to say Daniel Day Lewis. I would love yeah. to work with him because that man is. Freaking brilliant, you know, and it's like, and he, and he lives his characters and creates his characters and puts so much into mm-hmm. his characters. And, and I love to do that. And I hate it when other people don't do it to that degree. And I feel like there's so much I could learn from him. I mean, even Meryl Streep, of course, I'd love to work with Meryl Streep. Um, you know, so I, I like to look to actors that have taken what I do and taken it to the next level. But some of the actors I have worked with, I'll tell you, um, I take something little from each great actor that I work with. I always make sure to learn at least one thing. You know, I worked with Dennis Hopper. I worked with Barry Corbin. I mean, William Kircher recently. So all of these people going back in time. I mean, Sammy Jackson, when I was younger, younger I mean, I just, I take a little piece. I learn a little something from them. And um, not all of them I could say on the radio.
0: <laughs>
2: cheats, nice. you know. Right. But, but I, I learned something great. I try to take a great thing away from every great
0: person that I work with. So when you, uh, mentioned Daniel day Lewis, I mean, he's extremely what people would call method. I mean, when he did the crucible, he literally built like an entire house, like, you know, just like to get into the character of John Proctor. So do you do any of that? Like hardcore, you know, uh, method acting to get into a character?
2: You know, sometimes, but I don't ever use, you know, with the method, a lot of times you're using, um, you're creating events that get you into that emotional place. And for me, I put myself in the emotional place of the character. Right. You know, but but on that note, I'll show you something. (laughs) Okay. You see this?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right.
2: Okay. So that's the robot that ends up being my partner throughout most of the movie. And so... I had Neil put Hoagland in my office, and um, I developed a relationship with him for months. And I would talk to him, because this has to be real in my mind, right?
1: So kind of like Tom, uh, Tom Hanks in, in, in Castaway with yeah. Wilson. Oh, okay. Yeah?
2: Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I'll tell you what's funny about it is I developed Hoagland's personality. I mean, he has a lot of personality. And when I read the script, I was like working with him and I'm, I have to know how to react to him. I have to know our interchanges. So I, over months, developed this. We get to the set and we start shooting and it was really hard because they'd have other people reading Hoagland's
0: lines. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not the voice you pictured in your head. Well,
2: the voice, the personality. (laughs) So I got to the point where I had to memorize Hoagland's lines too. And he has a lot of dialogue so that I could think them through in my mind. Rather than having somebody read them, because it was so real to me by the time we were there. If you're right. going to be sharing screen with an inanimate object, it has to be real to you, right? You know. So anyway,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, you ever built a house though?
0: And that's like one of the challenges, I think, with with green screen and things like that, too, is, you know, they'll be like, OK, there's this whole world in front of you and uh, direct everything to that tennis ball. Go, you know, <laughs> and you have to be yeah. ready to to go and go for it. So, I mean, that's definitely uh, having that set up ahead of time is, is going to be uh, is going to help you through it. yeah So so I know that you're a annual San Diego Comic
1: Con attendee okay i i've 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 found this out uh <laughs> through, through my own methods that, that nobody else has access to uh but anyway <laughs> called the internet but um
2: nerd is that what you're calling me
1: no 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 because because i'm right there like he's the actor i'm the comic book enthusiast yeah so I, I'm yeah hard comic books. so so my next question for you is if there was a character that you could play uh like a superhero character Marvel calls you up and says, "Hey, we want to give you anybody that you want to play, and, and you can be in the next Marvel movie." Like, what would you? What would you want to do?
2: Gosh, they're all so badass, you know.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> you can't make me pick.
1: Okay. Can't all do
2: right. it. Tell all me right. which one I resemble the most, or which one you want to see me do, and then tell them.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I, I think you could do. I think you could do a uh, a good Sue Storm. Yeah.
2: Oh, you know when I was doing Who's Jenna, um, I went to New Jersey, and one of the things I only had one day off the whole time that I was there, and I had to go to Kevin Smith's comic book shop.
0: Oh, nice! That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Kevin Smith is great, and I that comic book shop is amazing.
2: There, like, selfies, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that shop is amazing. It's I, I for went. A minute. I went there uh, in New Jersey. Um, geez, when was it? It was about. Was it last year or was it the year before? I think it was two years ago Yeah, two years ago Um, They weren't there, of course, because, you know, that's just my luck You go there and, like, you know, the one guy that's never on the show is actually there at the shop So so that was my experience But, I mean, when you walk in, like, I mean, it's just a beautiful place
2: Oh, it's so cool It's so cool, yeah I love it My dad was a comic book guy So, and a sci-fi nerd so nice. it's like, he's a brilliant man, but he definitely raised me right.
1: Yeah, nice. that, that's you know sounds like me. I'm I'm a sci-fi nerd, brilliant man. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot yeah. in common with your dad. Class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we uh, will we be able to see you at any other conventions besides San Diego Comic Con?
2: You know, I'm sure you will. I just don't know where, what yet. It's like I always go to Comic-Con because it's so big and it's so much fun. And then plus I can arrange interviews while I'm there and stuff like that, which is great. Um, but I've gone to some of the other ones, but I don't I don't have a plan. You know, I, I post everything on my social media. So if I do go, everybody will know.
1: Awesome. 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 Uh, yeah. You ever travel to the East Coast?
2: Well, yeah, I just got back. Oh, <laughs>
1: what were you down here for? What was What was going on?
2: Oh, I went there for the premiere. Remember I told you? For the Who's oh, Jennifer. Sh- I
1: didn't know. I am sorry. I, I, I missed that it was in the East Coast. Yeah,
2: it was in the East Coast. Oh mine. Nice. it was so much fun.
0: Well, make sure that uh, next time you're in the East Coast, make it around the time when they have Rhode Island Comic Con. <laughs> like that's when you have to come. Oh, that's so, funny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's what we were leaning towards yeah. that. And New York Comic Con's uh, a big one. So yeah, those are fun. Definitely. You
2: know, William Kircher came out for that. Just recently, like it
1: was just they just had it right. Uh, Rhode Island Comic Con is usually in October. October, yeah. And
2: okay. One of them there, they just had, and he just went out there for that.
1: And I think uh, New York is know. November. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, the next one coming up near us is uh, Boston. Is, is Boston Walker Stalker. So that one's going to be fun. It's a lot. It's mainly like Walking Dead, you know, related. They have some other like horror uh, people that come out, and they also have. Um, you know, some interesting people, too. Like, they have, like, some mediums come out and people that are interested in the supernatural. So it's really, like, well-rounded. Um Who did we talk to last time? It was – um uh, oh, my God. His name is escaping me, too. Uh, Zach Galligan. Gr- yeah, Zach Galligan from Gremlins, and that was really cool. So I didn't expect him to be there, but it was awesome when he did. So a lot of cool guests like that. You got to do a zombie movie next. <laughs> yeah. <That's- laughs> yeah talk- it would definitely
2: be fun.
1: That could Ridiculous. that that could be the thing, like so so that could be the thing where you bring your talent to the the thing and like they can do you all up in like zombie makeup, right? And and just <laughs> make just make
2: you gross, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> make you just
1: make you look like. I'm not this.
2: sure how much actability. We need a, we need a script that had some depth of character though, you know, and that's kind of a one note character. is the only thing.
1: Well, I think no, I think that. Um, Dead. I think it can be done. I mean, like they did that. What, what was that? Warm bodies, where like the zombie actually had a personality. <laughs> warm bodies. Yeah, like the, the zombie had a personality and he fell in love with somebody and whatnot. Like I mean, like yeah, they we can it can be done.
0: That was horrible. <laughs> that movie was awful. No,
1: I, I don't know. I thought it was good. I thought that movie had some character to
0: it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she needs something more than warm bodies.
1: <laughs>
2: I just finished, just finished playing Sienna in Rogue Warrior. That's not you know. It's not like it's not luring me. <laughs>
1: right. Could we get you to be in a Redbeard podcast movie? Would that would that would that be a good thing?
2: A podcast movie?
1: A Redbeard podcast movie. Yeah, we want to do the Redbeard podcast the movie. Um, I'm pitching I'm pitching, I'm pitching this to you right now. <laughs> I'm pitching this to you right now. This is a cold pitch. I don't have a script yet, but if you tell me that you will be in it, I will write it. There's
0: a character we want you to play. Her name is Tracy Birdsell. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: right now (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) boom mind blown (laughs) how meta was that that was awesome another trick question
1: (laughs) (laughs) we got to get neil involved in this yeah definitely let's get him on can we get him on the phone (laughs) can we
2: i can get him on facetime and then we could add him to the conversation oh well maybe not maybe he's on the computer
0: let's see (laughs) you want to try (laughs) go for it (laughs) okay okay
2: I'm gonna try. It would be pretty funny.
0: Get four people (laughs) on this.
2: (laughs) Oh, there he is. We're joining into our interview now, so I'm turning this around. There he
1: is.
0: Neil. Neil, what's going on? How are you, man?
1: (laughs) It's good, to, it's good to see you. I was just uh, pitching an idea to Tracy. Um, we we want to do Redbeard Podcast, the movie. It's a cold pitch. I don't have a strict a script yet, but I want to know if we can get you involved. Would you be interested? You're clearly putting him on the spot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say it again.
0: Does it have p- pirates in it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, One eyed Willie. From the Goonies, pirates, and robots. <laughs> well, that'll be fine. <laughs> so that's it. We have conf- We have a confirmation. Yes. So we have Neil Johnson and Tracy Birdsell involved in the Redbeard podcast movie. I'm getting started today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna fly you out, <laughs> Neil.
1: I just wanted to say uh, it's. I just want to say it's awesome to have you on the show. Uh, I think you're uh, you're an awesome director. Uh, just I was I was talking to Tracy earlier. I mentioned you know the whole thing about uh, you know when George Lucas basically called you out as a visionary and uh, how accurate that was as uh, you know the first person to actually do uh, digital film uh, for a movie. Uh, I thought that was I thought I just think you I think you're great, man. I think what you do is awesome, and uh, you know we're looking forward to seeing what happens uh, with Robot Fighter.
0: Thank you. That's really nice. Yeah. I, at the time I didn't feel like a visionary, I felt like a bit of a tool, but I guess now it's retrospect, so thank you. <laughs> Definitely. I know I know we kind of put you on the spot, but uh we just wanted to give you that compliment and uh you know, wanted to say hey. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I'll let you get back to it,
1: man.
2: <laughs> okay, well thanks for joining in. Bye worked out pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tracy Birdsall, Neil Johnson, Robots, Pirates, Cooley and Tony. You can't get better than that. What's, right. going, what's better than that? <laughs> Definitely. You, you, did,
2: you did forget to talk about his directing
1: fee though. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll we we'll have to start a Kickstarter
0: and figure out what <laughs> what we have for a budget. But yeah. <laughs> we, we did say we're starting today. Give us some time. <laughs>
2: It's so, uh, Just making a point there, that's
1: all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, so he's tra- a
2: visionary, but he's not a free visionary, that's for sure.
0: Oh, of course <laughs> not, yeah.
1: I'm sure it's gonna yeah. cost us anomaly, like two thousand, right? Hey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If you do so, he does
0: he does movies for two thousand dollars. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Time <laughs> if you do something well, never do it for free <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's been a while
1: <laughs> inflation, damn it
2: <laughs> I think maybe that was twenty years ago or something. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that was, it was it was crazy long ago um yeah, seriously though I mean like we're we're definitely looking forward to you know what what robot fighter is all about, and uh you know even i mean at the edge of time sounds amazing um when, so you said uh, 2017 for that, uh, are these going to be theatrical releases, something that we can go see in the theater, or are we, is it going to be direct-to-DVD, Netflix? Um, what, what's the, uh, the deal with that?
2: We'll definitely have some theatrical release in it, mm-hmm. so, and, then, and then it'll go wide. You know, All of his films go worldwide, so, but it'll definitely have an initial theatrical, and then from there we'll go wide.
1: Sweet. All right. Uh, Limited or, I mean, would I be able to see it on the East Coast over here in Rhode Island?
2: I'm sure you'll see it on the East Coast too. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right. (laughs) Uh, Anything else that you want to add?
2: No. It's just been great chatting with you guys and waking up with you this morning.
1: Hell yeah. (laughs) Thank you for waking up so early and and actually jumping right into this because, you know, like – you know, schedules suck. Right. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's it's just awesome that, you know, you were able to wake up and just be so like chipper and, and, you know, jump right into it and be so awesome with us. So thank you. Really appreciate it. Girls got to do what a girl's got to do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I hope it wasn't that difficult for you. <laughs> <Right>. No. no. <laughs> it's,
0: I, I don't think it was that. It was I don't. I don't think it's, it would be that difficult if she woke up and her hair was like that. <laughs> yeah, like she just like. <laughs> puffed it, puffed it.
1: Hair is not everything. (laughs) Who who needs makeup, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You're you're all good. (laughs) And I just realized. I said,
2: is this audience video?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we want to, I mean, using the video would be great, but I mean, I feel like there's been a lot of like lag. So, so it'd be kind of weird. Yeah, it would be weird to like actually post the video of this. So, we're probably just going to stick to the audio. But, um, you know, we do like using the video just for, uh, you know, Reaction and stuff like that. So, like, you know, yeah. when you make when you have a reaction, yeah, exactly. like, we can react to that. And
0: mm-hmm. um, I think what we're going to do too is, is probably take like some clips that, you know, uh, from the video. Um, like, I really think it was interesting where you brought in our fifth guest, the robot behind you. <laughs> 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 so, you know, and we can kind of talk about that or maybe show that clip because I think that's really cool. Dude. Yeah. And when we got Neil on FaceTime. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> so,
1: um, <laughs> So, yeah, but that's awesome. i on the
2: East Coast right now, too, so that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, but He's actually with us right now. Psych! <laughs> and you
1: pulled Yeah, him why don't you come coach. up from behind yeah, the boiler yeah, yeah. over there? Hey! <laughs> By the way, we shoot this in my basement. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, actually, you know, it's been great talking to you. And uh, Tracy, uh, again, thank you so
0: much. Appreciate Thanks
2: it. Thanks for having me. And make sure you
0: let us know if you're going to be on the East Coast for a Comic-Con so we can come, you know, chat with you and maybe uh, talk to you a little bit more.
2: Sounds great. Yeah,
0: I'm oh, going to friend you on Facebook. You need to accept the friend request, okay?
2: <laughs> you know what? I just use a page now.
1: I don't have uh, let's. What I, Is
0: this an excuse or? <laughs>
2: Look, I literally took it down because it was so distracting. So I so, just use my page now.
0: Are you on Twitter though? We can we're a friend her on Twitter and, and so forth, and absolutely. from absolutely, definitely. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter. I'm yes. Sad,
2: haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> your whole face dropped
1: well yeah no i've I've been hearing it i mean whenever i ask a girl if i can friend her on facebook i always get that same reaction uh they tell me oh i just have a page um i'm I'm kidding i I don't ask a whole lot you know it's i'm married anyway but (laughs) um so yeah so twitter it is uh we'll do twitter and uh just stay in touch so that we can kind of find out what's going on and uh You know, we're definitely in touch with your agent um, because he's the one that got us together now. So that's great. Uh, So, yeah, all good. Again, I appreciate your time.
2: Sounds great. Thanks, guys.
1: All right. Have a good day. Bye.
2: You too. Bye.